Welcome to a special edition of Theme Park Shuffle. Today I'm joined by Mr. David King, Mr. Jerry Stein. What's up? And of course, myself do a Halloween challenge because it is that time of year. And we are super excited about this one because the challenge is to retheme any attraction inspired by the season of Halloween. This means the retheme could use an IP from the horror genre or be completely non-IP and simply Halloween themed. So before we just jump right into our ideas, I'm going to do a quick shuffle to determine which order we will present our redesign. So here we go. This always makes me nervous. It always ends up the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> don't jinx it. This is, this is Halloween. This Don't jinx it. Don't give me like any kind of weird voodoo, man. You know I like up going first. first is, y'all tell me when to stop. Go. Stop. stop. Do it. Stop. Okay. All right. We have the king. Ooh, all right. David's Leave kicking us off. Next. Yeah, lead off. That's right. Next we have the Joker. Oh. And last jeremy all right there you this go is... batting cleanup i got the voodoo all right david no pressure so now we get to kick <laughs> it off well happy halloween everybody uh i am a huge fan of spooky season um we actually put stuff out probably early september to be honest with you in the house so this one is a very exciting uh episode for me and my attraction is very exciting for me also because a little history, those of you guys who don't know, Logan and I have been friends since basically we could walk, talk, communicate, or what have you. Yep. And during the summertime, it was always alternate whose house we were crashing at, and it was stay up all night playing video games or stay up all night watching a very, very specific show, Tales from the Crypt on oh, HBO. Yeah. Me and Logan never missed Tales from the Crypt. We adored Tales from the Crypt. And I wanted to use the IP. And if you're familiar with Tales from the Crypt in any sort of way, if you watch the intro on YouTube, which I highly, highly recommend that you do when I'm talking about this, it literally lines up with the Haunted Mansion. So I am taking the Haunted Mansion and I am turning it into Tales from the Crypt Keeper. So I'm using the title, which is actually from an animated version of Tales from the Crypt that they made back on CBS for kids, actually. They tried to sort of make it make it for kids. So um, I, I'm taking that title, but this is really based on the HBO series that ran from like 1989 to 1996. Like I said, The Haunted Mansion almost perfectly overlays for this. It did not take a whole lot of effort to, to make this into what it is. Now, if you're not familiar with Tales from the Crypt, the lead character is a character called the Crypt Keeper. He had he was a puppet that was almost done like Muppet style that looked like a skeleton slash zombie. And he had a very iconic voice and a very iconic laugh. Tales from the Crypt. There you go. That was the Crypt Keeper. Keep that in mind throughout this ride. So this ride is going to be 100% about the Crypt Keeper. Instead of getting into some of the stories that, that was told, which get kind of gory and kind of gruesome, I figure if I keep it just about the Crypt Keeper and this being his house, 
then it can still be PG 13 ish and, and kind of family friendly. Um, I am strictly using the intro from tales from the crypt. The intro from tales from the crypt is basically a walk through a model of a haunted mansion. That is the crypt keepers house. It, it lines up so very well. I was very excited when I watched it. Um, the exterior of the haunted mansion could almost stay exactly the same. Um, you would just need to dilapidate it a little bit more and make it look, look, look a little bit more worn out and a little less, a little less fancy than it is now. If you would, you're going to enter to the same exact way that you currently enter, and you're going to make your way into the circular room like you do now. And the intro of Tales from the Crypt, the show, it enters into a circular room with multiple doors on it. The doors are going to close and the voice of the Crypt Keeper is going to boom out. Welcome, booze and ghouls, which is how he would start off the show. I hope you enjoy my home. I look forward to seeing you later. Crypt Keeper laugh again. (laughs) The doors open and you make your way to the Crypt Cars. Instead of the doom buggies, they are now the crypt cars. The cars begin to enter the mansion. The windows light up with lightning. And the crypt keeper narrates the trip along the whole entire way, telling you funny stories and, uh, and funny puns like the crypt keeper used to tell. The car approaches what is currently where the coffin is in Haunted Mansion. And, well, there's still going to be a coffin there. The only thing is, is trying to force open the coffin is the crypt keeper, laughing hilariously the whole entire time. Keep in mind, I'm not going to actually reveal the Crypt Keeper during the ride at all. It's just going to be hints of him and his voice and everything. Right now, as you approach where Madame Leota currently is, instead you're going to find the Witch. In the original EC Comics, which is what they got the Crypt Keeper and Tales from the Crypt from, the Witch was also one of the hosts, one of the people that told the stories. So I'm going to use her here in the Madame Leota role. She warns you to stay away or else you are approaching the lair of the Crypt Keeper. The ride continues with the Crypt Keeper constantly laughing and talking. When you get to the part of the ride where it turns backwards and goes into the graveyard, it's going to turn backwards. Instead of going into a graveyard, though, it's going to descend the stairs slowly into the basement of what is the Crypt Keeper's home. As you make your way past, you'll see gargoyle pillow. Easy for me to say. Gargoyle pillars and flames. And then as you enter the basement, there are stone tables with books, candles. And the laugh of the Crypt Keeper is getting louder and louder. As you get to the end of the ride, which would be the end of where the cemetery is, there is a coffin. And finally, the Crypt Keeper emerges in a jump scare. You round the corner to where the hitchhiking ghost would be. Instead, there are Crypt Keepers who hitchhike and ride on your car all the way out. As you're leaving the ride where the animatronic bride is, instead, there's an animatronic Crypt Keeper above your head. And he says, have a ghoul day, kitties. Crypt Keeper laugh, the end. (laughs) So I did, I have seen, I believe, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, and this is not from Tales of the Crypt. I believe I've seen one episode. And it was an episode where... Um, they thought a guy was dead, and he went um, for them to do an autopsy. And it was from his point of view, but he was actually still fully alive. But he couldn't—he couldn't move. He couldn't do anything. 
and they're performing an autopsy on him, and he's stuck in his own body, and it scared the living crap out of me. It was awful. And that I don't sounds know, familiar. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't remember why I watched it, and I know the Crypt Keeper, and I'm familiar with, like, the show and all. Um, but, but again, that's what you do a great job of, always, David, is even something I'm not completely fil- familiar with. I can still picture this going through, knowing what he looks like, knowing kind of the overall feeling of this show and all um and the horror aspects and i like that you kept it a little pg-13 so you can get maybe a couple yeah. little kiddos involved um but yeah outstanding that's cool i gotta go back and watch the intro of that now because uh, i was amazed so amazing it's, how it lines up it's the best wow i was amazed when i pulled it up to watch it to because i watched haunted mansion and then i went to like wikipedia to remind myself of some of the tales from the crypt stuff and i was like all right let me watch the intro and i'm like uh, well, it's already done. It's it is it very much feels like the haunted mansion when you watch the intro. Yeah. It's so it's so well done. The music is yeah. perfect. The I mean that Still that show it. is yeah, dude. That show is one that I mean I can't speak for Logan, but I used to very much look forward to being up at two in the morning at his house oh, eating absolutely. junk food and watching Tales from the Crypt. I mean, if there was a marathon going on, it just got that much better. <laughs> the, the, what David was saying is is accurate, where that's literally what we would do all summer long is we would just play video games and play outside and then stay up super late watching Tales from the Crypt or whatever other movie we shouldn't be watching was on. <laughs> Definitely. We, <laughs> USA now, um, After Dark. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Jeremy, like another thing to note about the Tales from the Crypt intro is not only is it so perfectly in line with what you would imagine for the haunted mansion walkthrough it also features a very very famous music uh composer danny elfman so oh, danny elfman really? made the tales from the crypt track so you know those right. of you don't know we're talking batman we're talking um you know nightmare before christmas so yeah danny freaking elfman that's awesome for, for the intro yep. and uh, but definitely one thing to note if anybody tries to download the tales from the crypt song they're gonna get it but it's not gonna have the laugh track at the end yeah which is so disappointing if you want the full laugh track go to youtube and then you'll get the you, gotta you watch, get to watch yeah. the whole intro you get to hear the whole laugh track and you get to hear the Crypt Keeper, you know, at the very end, do his laugh and then go, Tales from the Crypt. Exactly. <laughs> I knew Logan. So, oh, so good. It's so good. Creepy, and creepy. Um, I also, I love how, David, you tied in the OG comic that was all yes. based on having the witch. It was like, yes, that is great. That was a nice touch. I, did, I didn't see that coming. So, well, well done, sir. Well done. Wow. Thank you very much. I would... uh God, I want to just really, watch Tales from the Crypt now. I want to just do a marathon. It's, I think it's on Peacock, actually. Oh, oh, wow. On Peacock or HBO Max? Uh, surprisingly, I thought I read it was on Peacock. Okay, Give me cool. two seconds and I, I'll tell you. But uh, yeah, man, I dude, I would ride this. I would ride this so many times. This would be so much fun. Yeah. And this is why I, I, I know it's I know you guys don't know what my uh, my IP and my stuff is and I know what your two are but like I'm not a huge horror fan like in yeah, those me. aspects and that's why I think this is really me really neither. cool um, me neither 
Yeah, that's what's so funny. Like, I mean, again, I watched one episode of Tales from the Crypt and it almost ruined me for life. So I can't imagine what the others are like. Well, so much of Tales from the Crypt is is almost like a, um, a black comedy it's, in the sense where yeah. it's really dark and twisted and satirical and okay. just nothing good ever happens. It's almost like a really twisted adult moral story, almost like a grim fairy tale where it's like, okay. this is effed up. Yeah. But it's got a good moral to it, you know, like that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of uh, how those episodes are. And they were they were very uh, gruesome, but not all of them. So like, yeah, a lot of them. one episode that was crazy bloody. And then the other one, it was just suspense. Uh, nothing, nothing really horror gory. Nope. It would happen off. It would happen off camera or something like that. But it, yeah. it would just imply what was going on. You, Some said of this them, ran, you said this ran through the what, late 90s? 89 to 96. What yeah. what do you how would um that compare as far as we're looking at of course you know special effects and, and gore and and there probably was no CGI oh, was or something used it, it was I mean, all would practical. it hold up today it, yeah it was okay. super practical yeah oh, cool. that's, that's the great thing about, about it. The, that's, that's awesome. the great thing about the crib keeper is he's he's practical he's yeah. a puppet yep. he's for all intents and purposes he's a muppet yeah. and his voice is um John Casser I think is how I'm saying it right K A S S I R and he has been um. He's been Deadpool in X Men and X Men uh, animated. Oh, he's wow, been okay. all. He's got quite the resume. Uh, Disney characters as well. I think he's been in Ducktales. So oh, nice. yeah, right. it's look at this. It, it's it's fun. It's artistic. It you know it's just such a blast to watch. And it's so much variety. It's all it's short stories. Yeah. So that's the nice part about it is it's not like this long extensive storyline. It's a bunch of small featurettes. Uh, yeah. So you don't like, you know, it's really easy to uh, to diversify each storyline and you don't have to know anything. You don't have to come into the episode knowing a nice. single thing. Okay. But if you are doing a YouTube search, definitely watch the entire intro. And then <laughs> and then I would also recommend just for fun looking up um, Tales from the Crypt hip hop. <laughs> one of the I intros. watched it. <laughs> they have yeah, a hip hop remix of the Tales from the Crypt like intro, and it is uh, very timely. Nice. Um, awesome. And it just future reference, if you guys are looking for Tales from the Crypt, it's not on anything, so okay. <laughs> it's not streaming anywhere. I was going to say I was no going to recommend it to Kaylin because <laughs> that's because she oh, probably sounds it. like something she would love it. Yeah, she'd love it. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my ride, and Always. I can't wait to hear Logan's ride. Let's go, Logan. Oh, yeah, it is on. So, Revenge of the Mummy at Universal Orlando yes. is now being transformed into a nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> the exterior of the building is no longer the Museum of Antiquities, but is now themed to look like the Springwood Power Plant. Upon entering, video monitors and graphics inform guests that they are visiting one of the most haunted buildings in all of Springwood. A former power plant employee by the name of Freddy Krueger would lure children down to the boiler room and murder them. The parents of Springwood took justice into their own hands when they trapped the Springwood slasher down in the boiler room and burned him alive. Rumor has it that Freddy Krueger made a deal with dream demons who awarded him with special powers so he could get his revenge on the parents 
by killing their children in their dreams. Still to this day, there isn't any proof to this story, but a series of gruesome deaths did occur to the children of those parents involved with Freddie's murder. The video monitors show interviews with some of the Elm Street residents who grew up during the time of these bizarre deaths, as well as interviews with crime scene investigators on these cases. As part of an experiment conducted by the world-renowned sleep scientist, Dr. Wes Shea, we are asked to willingly participate in a completely safe and controlled threshold consciousness test, where we are not completely asleep, but our minds have entered a pre-dream condition. The cue features some interactive elements that make the lights flicker inside the power plant and a couple locations that send a jolt of electricity through guests' bodies when they put their hands either inside a designated area or on top of a specific power panel. Warning signs advise guests to continue moving through the power plant and toward the boiler room without venturing off the designated path. The queue gets darker and the hallway is more claustrophobic in scale as we listen to creepy music and eerie sound effects. Up ahead, a video screen shows Dr. West Shea, played by the actor Robert England. He explains that if a person dies in a dream, there is a chance they will die in real life. Most people who dream of dying will suddenly wake up from their dream, but it appears the deaths on Elm Street were a unique result of the sleep disorder insomnia combined with the behavioral disorder sleepwalking. That's how he can scientifically explain these deaths. If you don't believe the science and you think this myth about Freddy Krueger haunting children's dreams is real, he recommends using hypnosis to put you into a dream state to test the theory. Before you agree to his plan, the doctor plays video footage of a hypnotic wheel and something strange happens to the entire room. You continue walking deeper inside the power plant until you find a transportation vehicle that's waiting to take you to the boiler room. You board the vehicle, and without any driver sitting in it, it starts moving. You round the corner and start to hear children singing. Up ahead, there are three little animatronic girls wearing white dresses and holding hands as they dance around in a circle. They continue to sing Freddie's song as we proceed into the next scene where a shadowy figure runs his clawed hand down a rusted metal wall, creating a terrible sound and leaving deep cuts on the surface. We finally enter the boiler room and it's pitch black with the exception of an open furnace with a raging fire inside straight ahead of us. Out from the fire walks Freddy Krueger, wearing his iconic hat, striped shirt, and razor claw glove. He sadistically greets us with, Welcome to your worst nightmare. You're all my children now. Let me introduce you to your brothers and sisters. At this moment, 
instead of mummy warriors popping up from both sides of the vehicle, six of the most famous Nightmare on Elm Street victims pop up. On the left, you have Tina from the original Nightmare on Elm Street covered in her blood-soaked shirt after repeatedly being stabbed by Freddy's glove. Next to her, you have Philip from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, who was turned into a marionette when his tendons were ripped outside his body and controlled by Freddy like a puppet. Next is Taryn, also from Nightmare 3, with her totally 80s punk rock mohawk, leather clothes, and both arms featuring gaping holes from her Freddy-induced overdose. On the right side of the vehicle, you have Debbie from Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the Dream Master, who was transformed into a cockroach before being crushed by Freddy. Next to her is Greta from Nightmare on Elm Street 5, the Dream Child, who Freddy stuffed so full of food that she ballooned up like Violet in Willy Wonka. Last, we have Carlos from Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, with one side of his head featuring this disgusting hearing aid that was actually a bomb, and the other side of his head completely exploded out. Freddy warns us that we can run, but we can't hide as our vehicle moves into the next room. We park inside the surveillance room where large monitors cycle through CCTV footage around the power plant. One by one, these old monitors show Freddy Krueger. Then two robotic arms come out towards us, just like how Jennifer dies in Nightmare 3. Freddy yells the famous line, Fuck the prime time, bitch! Then dozens of strobe lights recreate paparazzi flashes as we fly backwards. We come to another stop, and our vehicle starts to turn as we see Freddy's face floating above us. He tells us that his reign of terror was legendary. But it's only going to get better once he steals our souls and becomes more powerful than he ever was before. Our vehicle launches up a hill and at the top we see Freddy's head ready to swallow us as he jokes, I love soul food. We then fly through the coaster section, narrowly missing Freddy as he tries to cut us with his razor claw glove. And it appears we've succeeded as we pull up to the power plant security booth where a guard greets us and asks where the heck we just came from. Before the guard can say anything else, he is impaled by Freddy and the glass shatters to reveal an animatronic Freddy Krueger inside the booth. In comical fashion, he warns us, I'll get you, my pretty, and your little soul, too. Then our vehicle plummets down into the coaster section once again, barely missing attacks by Freddy from all different directions until we finally pass under a spinning hypnosis wheel that breaks us from our trance. We are immediately out of the dream world and back to the real world as we pull up to a monitor featuring a video of Dr. Wes Shea welcoming us back to reality. He is enjoying a fresh cup of coffee as he thanks us for participating in today's experiment. He wishes us safe, safe travels back to the different parts of the globe we visited from and reminds us that every town has an Elm Street. As he's laughing, the screen starts glitching and the doctor quickly changes in appearance to Freddy Krueger and then back, leaving guests to wonder, are we actually in the real world or are we still trapped in the nightmare? Wow. The end. Wow. Thank you for the so cup of I, coffee. 
So I tried to keep it PG-13. And Logan said, like, watch that. this. Watch this, everybody. Hold hold my coffee. <laughs> you know, we don't get to go very dark on this show. So no. I just went all in with the Halloween gore fest. And you can't do Nightmare on Elm Street without highlighting the absolutely brutal, gruesome, nasty killings. Yeah. And, I mean, that's got I mean, Halloween that... Horror Nights written all over it, just in general. If there was any way they could pull off retheming that ride only for Halloween Horror Nights, it would be the biggest hit that's ever occurred anywhere. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely that was, amazing. It was perfect, man. That was... Honestly, they, they, they could if they wanted to, because yeah. all you have to do is change the media, reskin the mummies. Yep. I mean, you know, well, then again, yeah, okay, it would take a lot. It would, take, it would actually take a lot of scenic change, because that entire mummy theme and, yeah. Yeah. all the egyptian yeah. hieroglyphics and whatnot yeah well, that would take a lot of work never mind what's great though is that like uh <laughs> coasters i think coasters are, the, are one of the hardest in my personal opinion to retheme. and but this is the yeah. absolute most perfect one because of the set pieces and the way that the the ride starts that you can actually create a true story um you know when i look at like velocicoaster to me that is an absolutely incredible ride and i, I do enjoy the story but it's so just fast paced, you know, it'd be hard to like retheme the ride portion of Velocicoaster because everything is zooming by you so fast. But this one is so perfect with the slow start and the turning around and the backwards launch and then turning around again. And then you have the stop point where the glass breaks like it's just so perfect for a retheme where you can truly like yeah. slow down and show the story um it's it's already got all the fire effects so when you're talking about yeah. that like this this boiler room and this furnace area just yeah that is that's super cool and again i've never seen a nightmare before elm street movie a, um, a nightmare on elm street you've never seen i don't one? think i've ever seen a full movie i've johnny you don't like, depp, you don't johnny depp was you killed don't like in the first movies, one right you may not want to watch it i know johnny depp was in the first one it's correct? pretty messed up okay i i've seen i've seen clips i know about it i think i saw freddie versus jason is the only okay. like incarnation of a full that's, movie I've yeah, seen of him. That's one of the later ones. Yeah, but I'm but mm -hmm. I'm well aware of yeah. the story, and I've obviously seen a, probably a lot of the the deaths through clips or something that have shown up somewhere. Um, but that yeah, that's that's again that's one that like is not considering myself a horror fan or very knowledgeable about the entire franchise or series. I'd be like, all right, let's ride that again. That sounds amazing. <laughs> like that's awesome. <laughs> And it's full There's of sound bites, so feel free to you know oh, edit out yeah. any of my quotes because <laughs> they were it. directly from those movies. I love it. There's pro. There's probably not. He's definitely like top three of iconic horror and Halloween. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like Jason, Jason Michael, Michael Freddie. Yeah. If you if you see anybody in a red and black horizontal striped sweater, it's like oh, or red. It's actually dark green. Looks black. Right. It's kind of dark green. Um. Yeah. It, you know that's that's Freddie a hundred percent. So. And I don't feel like, I mean, obviously, for obvious reasons, he's never really been represented in any kind of attraction. But if, <laughs> why if you, not? That's crazy. If, if hey, he's, could, he has been at Halloween Horror Nights, thankfully, though. Yeah, for sure. But like, if you could, that would be that's a phenomenal. I loved it. That was a blast. So, Ugh, was, so this um, one was fun to work on. The first movie, early '80s, was that the first Nightmare on Elm Street? Probably 1984, I think. 84? Okay, so I think it was 84. So I would have been super young. I have grown yep. up on the notion and the urban legend, and I assume this is where it came from, that if you die in your sleep, you die in real life. Is that where this actually started, or did that come long before Nightmare on Elm Street borrowed that? Has that been like an urban legend forever, or did this possibly create it? Because I've always grown up 
almost thinking that. Like, I'm the type that has found ways to wake myself up in my sleep if I'm having a nightmare where it looks like I could perish. I, I, for some, whatever reason, my brain can, like, kick my legs or swing an arm, and it actually wakes me up. So I've never died in my sleep because I was always taught that you would die in real life. And now I feel like that's where it came from, at least. I must have heard that at a young age or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, I mean, there's there's certainly a good chance that somebody who uh, died while sleeping was dreaming at the time they died. Yeah, there's certainly a good chance of that, Uh, whether or not the dream of, you know, the dream of you dying was the result of you dying. It's kind of hard to tell when the person's dead. So you can't really really ask them, hey, (laughs) so why do you think you died? Did you have a dream about, you know, dying? Just lean over the coffin. Hey, excuse me. (laughs) I've got a question. Um, Before you go. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, uh, that was outstanding Logan, as always. That was fun. A, I, I had a, I had a lot of fun working on that one, and it was a, a nice trip down memory lane. I forgot how much of those movies I saw at a young age, way before I should have ever seen them. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah. very graphic. Uh, now I re- I remember like I don't remember the movies, but going back and watching all the kills, I'm like, oh my god! Like I remember this vividly. <laughs> I didn't realize it was this movie that it came from. Right. Probably stuff we shouldn't have been watching back no, then as well. No. For sure. Well, I, I went in a very different direction. Um, and I originally, so my original thought, I know I asked you guys if you had seen Hubie Halloween from Netflix, starring the one and only Adam Sandler and his uh, uh, cast of characters. And since you guys had not seen it, I did not want to go with that route because I was actually going to retheme uh, E.T. Adventure <clears throat> with Hubie Halloween because it heavily involves riding on a bicycle. And so I'd started thinking of that, but um, I know you guys hadn't seen it and so, or were familiar with it. So I didn't want to go that route, but I highly suggest you watch it. If you like anything Adam Sandler has ever done, it goes straight back to his roots of like the happy Gilmore, Billy Madison wedding singer style days. Um, it's, it's a wonderful tribute as well to Cameron Boyce who played his son in the grown-ups movies who had yep. you know passed away he would have been in this movie so Adam Sandler actually brought in a lot of different uh, Disney um, stars in some different parts which was really really cool and there's a nice tribute at the end but it's just it's that classic goofy Adam Sandler and nice. to me it's one of my favorite Halloween movies now I've probably already watched it like a half a dozen times just this season um, but I did not go that route. Instead, <laughs> we are going to retheme uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey using Hocus Pocus. So we, so again, I went very different route. Uh, Hocus Pocus is probably one of my other favorite Halloween movies, um, and we are going to switch Hogwarts into basically the Sanderson Castle, and the ride is going to be rethemed as the Sanderson's Academy for Witchcraft and Alchemy. So this is not going to be like canon (laughs) in the Hocus Pocus now, what I guess we could call a franchise now that there's a second one. Um, But it is going to be tied to the films in a way, but it's going to be a bit of a new story. And I don't think you have to do a ton with the exterior. You know, we're looking at a castle. So this can easily become a castle deep in the woods of Salem. And the storyline is basically that you, as the guests and the writers, have been selected to become uh, witches and warlocks, and you're about to go through your initial training with the Sanderson sisters. 
So as you enter through the castle doors, you go ahead and you put your items in your academy locker because you can't take them on your broom, right? And you enter through the dungeons of the castle, and you're going to encounter a statue of the devil himself. Uh, and this is not the Gary Marshall version. This is the actual devil. You then can go through the queue outside the greenhouse where you're going to enter through the back of the castle doors. Again, I don't think there's a ton of retheming that has to be done there. So as you enter back inside, you come across paintings of Salem dating all the way back to 1653, including witches and warlocks. Uh, you'll see Winifred, Sarah, and Mary, along with the original alive at the time, Billy Butcherson. Uh, the paintings come alive to tell you the story of the Sanderson sisters and how a young Winifred Sanderson was banished from Salem by the Reverend after she did not defied the authority of the church by refusing to marry John Pritchett. Now, this part is straight out of Hocus Pocus, too. So I did not make this little story section up, but I thought it was absolutely fitting as you go through the queue and there's all these l paintings that come to life and they kind of tell you this story. So rather than to let her sisters, Mary and Sarah, be taken away from her, Winifred escapes with them to a nearby forbidden forest. There they make the acquaintance of Mother Witch who gifts Winifred her magic book for her 16th birthday, but warns the sisters against casting a spell known as the Magicae Maxima, which makes, her, or makes the user all-powerful. Mother Witch also teaches the sisters to kill other children to keep their youthfulness. So they now need you, as the guest and the trainee, to continue to find children to help keep you youthful as well. You next enter the headmaster's office, which is Winifred. And this is complete with potions and candles. There's spell books lining all of the walls and the bookshelves. And you're greeted by Winnie herself up on that screen up top, who tells you they're looking for new witches and warlocks to take over not only Salem, but the world. And they're going to be testing your skills and your spells. You move into the dark arts classroom where Sarah and Mary will greet you and let you know you'll be going through some training on your flying broom or possibly a vacuum. You're going to be casting spells and seeking children. Sarah attempts to cast a flying spell, which goes wrong and triggers different effects uh, based on just when you're in there. That could be snow or fire or fog or whatever else we want to throw in there. You exit down the hallway where live paintings again of various ex-Salem witches, and these all be kind of new. You can create a story around, tell you the safety features of your uh, upcoming broom. You enter towards the ride vehicle, but not before being gre greeted by an animatronic Binks, who has snuck in to tell you to turn around, that the Sanderson sisters are using you to gain more power only for themselves. You move on to the conveyor belt before you're going to get into your ride vehicle, which will act as your broom. So as you're coming through that side one now, it's currently Hermione, and she is casting the uh, spell for you to fly. Instead, it's going to be Winifred, who tells you before your flying lesson that the first thing you need to re do is retrieve the spellbinding book from their house in the forest. And she casts a flying spell as you raise and you're whisked off through this giant fireplace and enter through the woods into the Sanderson sister house. So... If, if you know Forbidden Journey, it is a section of, you know, practical set pieces that you move through and then you go into these big domed screens and back and forth and all that. So as you go into the first practical set piece, uh, basically you're going to fly through the front doors of the Sanderson sister house. You're going to see the black flame candle. Um, there's going to be an animatronic Jay and Ice hanging from their bird cages on either side, begging for you to let them free. 
and then projected on the side, you're going to see Binks kind of running alongside of you. Through the windows, you can see the dark forest as it rains and, and pours and there's thunder and lightning. You're going to, as you move through, look over and see the spell book. And it is going to be inside of that glass case. And as you move towards it, Winifred casts a spell which opens the case and smoke shoots out and you see the book kind of rise up over to your side. You're then going to exit the back of the house and enter that first kind of like domed screen where you're flying on your broom. And the sisters are going to all kind of fly around to the sides and in front of you. And Winifred's going to say, it's time to fly witches. You work your way through the forest, dodging trees and the old ruins of Salem uh, back from hundreds of years ago. And you're going to pass overhead Billy Butcherson, who's swinging his arms up at you, trying to grab you and stop you and pull you down. As you exit the dome screen, screen you're going to go into the Salem Cemetery, where you're greeted by that animatronic Billy Butcherson ahead of you. And he yells, come here, you wench, trollop, you bucktooth, mop-riding, firefly from hell. We next enter the next screen, and you're flying through Salem on Halloween night, through the streets, through the neighborhoods and all, where the kids line the streets dressed in costumes, trick-or-treating, as you dodge through and around buildings and houses. Mary exclaims, I smell children. And you swoop down amongst the children, chasing them in all directions. All right, so then we exit that screen back into the cemetery where the sisters have chased down several children along with you, and you see them draining their life force. So we can have uh, animatro animatronic children kind of spreading around, the sisters hovering above them, um, either through projection, you know, and, and showing that life force kind of being drained from them. But before they can finish, the sun begins to rise and they alert you that they must head back to the castle. But you've passed your test to becoming either that witch or warlock. In the final dome screen, you make your way back to the castle, swerving through the forest and trees as newly appointed witches and warlocks form a coven all around you as you can see them coming into the screen area. And then you exit into that grand hall, which is flooded with the Sanderson sisters surrounded by all the new witches and warlocks. And just because we got to keep a musical element, they break out into their very own Sanderson sister rendition of Welcome to the Jungle. The end. Worth it for the Welcome to the Jungle. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never ridden the Harry Potter ride, so I don't have any point of reference in my head of like what you're describing. But you described it so well that I can picture riding the vacuum and everything about it and being tied into the movie. I very much enjoyed it. So you have you seen the ride vehicle at all, David? I turned that into something a while right. back. He-Man or something like that? Because it's that big arm that like, and, and, and honestly, my original thought for this was um, Flight of Passage which would give you very much that feeling of riding oh, on a broom. But yeah. then I was like, you yeah. know what? Then all I'm taking is just a screen. And and I know I could have developed an entire new story all in front of a screen, but I didn't want to go 100% screen. And I absolutely love the use of practical sets and screens the way that Forbidden Journey does and the way that ride vehicle makes you feel where even though you're in a, a ride vehicle of four people, to me it feels very individual and you're not – the way, you know, same thing with Flight of Passage. I mean, you're separated by your individual ride vehicles all in one giant set. But I think this one kind of gives you that same feeling. So that's the only reason I kind of switched it. 
and I did not know what to do with the outside in the queue of Flight of Passage, where I felt this one was very, very fitting, just being a castle and turning into some sort of academy that would, like, teach um, witches and warlocks. So that's the reason mm -hmm. I ended up going this route for it. And what, what I liked is, um, like, last year for Halloween, I did the same combination, but my story was totally based on uh, something, you know, uh, new and unexpected because the new movie hadn't come out yet. Yeah. And so I love how you actually tied it in with the new movie, made all those connections, and it was, uh, you know, same same ip same attraction but you were able to redesign it in a way that it was very different than what i even pitched last year so that way it's it, it worked out really well and um i was just envisioning everything as you're describing it and again i liked the tie-ins with both the original hocus pocus as well as the new hocus pocus now you just seamlessly um, moved that story along and really took advantage of all the different practical and uh, digital screen sections to maximize the, the storytelling capabilities. Well, thank you. Yeah. My, my biggest issue with most of these is I, I get real lumped into just retelling the movie in the sense of like a uh, finding Nemo or an under the sea or, and, and I'm trying to really break away from doing that as opposed to just, so I try to take pieces from, both movies create a little bit of a new story, but, you know, again, for me personally, like, I mean, I enjoyed Hocus Pocus too, but to not have, you know, mentions of some of the characters we originally loved was kind of like, ah, we couldn't have fit like Jay and Ice in there somewhere. We couldn't have gotten, you know, we couldn't <laughs> I do like how you said Binks. they're still in the cage. Yeah, like, <laughs> we couldn't have gotten Binks in there somewhere, like, and I kind of yeah. missed that from a nostalgia standpoint, so I was like, all right, let's see if we can kind of uh, create a new story, and I'm sure this could fit somewhere in between the timeline of the two movies in some, you know, form, even though, you know, we know that we kind of lose Banks and, you know, spoiler alert for Hocus yeah. Pocus 2, the witches seem to be gone, but, um, you know, those types of things. So it was like, all right, what can we do? But, and I, I told you guys before we hit record, I was trying to get Kaylin involved um, to maybe give some ideas. And then, I don't know, she got too busy, so she didn't help. <laughs> it's Always too busy for dad. <laughs> right? Always life too life busy. is tough. That's the life of a 14-year-old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that movie lends itself so well to using practical effects in an attraction oh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. it, you know, it just feels like one of those, even the newer one, feels like an older movie that uses practical effects to accomplish a lot of stuff. Even if it doesn't, it feels like it does. Yeah. yeah. So having that in an attraction as well would make it real authentic feeling, I think. Man, I, now I'm just like my mind's running wild thinking about this flight of passage hocus pocus. Because you could do anything <laughs> like, you hmm, want. Yeah. You could totally do anything you want. How do we make this want. work? Yeah. Maybe that maybe we get a bonus episode. You do um you do that and then I'll force you guys <laughs> well, to watch Hubie Halloween. And I was gonna I'll say now I gotta go watch of, uh, this Hubie Halloween that you're talking yeah, no about. Joke. I hope like, it don't you build. sold it well and oh, then I hope it don't didn't even create an much. attraction around it. What the oh, heck? It's it's <laughs> oh it's so good. It is just outstanding. I love it. Yeah. Just just watch it for me. And then yeah. let me know. Let me know what you oh, think. Yeah. And you, I know you guys will Sounds be honest. Good. So. I I mean I love Adam Sandler, so good. Especially if you're saying it's similar to the his early work. I mean, yeah, exactly. Can't go wrong for sure. Yeah. 
Well, this was, this get... is fun as always. I can't believe we're uh, this is coming out on Halloween Day. We're recu- yes. recording a couple days before and all, but um, it, you guys, you guys, it won't be like up? last. It won't be like last year's Christmas episode that came out in February. Correct. <laughs> this one is coming out Halloween Day. Look at this. What do you, y'all y'all dressing up for Halloween? What's going on? Yep. Taking the kids out and getting oh, dressed yeah. up. Yep, yep. Going to be Jack Skellington this year. Yes. So Griffin wanted the, to be Skeleton Mickey, so we're going to have some fun with that one. Outstanding. The tallest Jack Skellington ever. <laughs> I feel like he's already probably Logan's height, right? If not taller. What is the official probably. height on Jack Skellington? It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, uh, we're going to we'll do the uh we'll do the trick or treating deal too. I usually throw something together and wear something around yeah so yeah we halloween's a big deal we've done she's already done like three or four trunk or treats at different places oh my gosh. we already have candy coming out of every door of the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> outstanding yeah All what right. about you jeremy y'all doing anything um no i mean the, the girls got their things going they'll go out with their friends we'll uh we'll sit in the driveway till the candy's gone and then we'll probably um drive the golf cart around the neighborhood and check out decorations because there's some places here in our neighborhood that do it up big. Oh, yeah. Like huge. Senior, I've seen your reels with like. Oh, yeah. Uh, w- yeah, those yeah, are, I did that those this are... morning. There's, I mean, like they, we have a neighborhood Halloween uh, decorating contest with like prizes and all they give out each year. Like people go pretty, pretty hard. It's one of those. Awesome. I mean, because it's a huge neighborhood. So, you know, you have the smaller neighborhoods around like they'll truck people in. We've seen like literally just trucks with trailers full of kids come in and drop them off at the entrance to the neighborhood and then they go all around so yeah we'll probably uh we'll do that it's it, it's weird when you get to the point of not walking with your kids around but then part of it's kind of cool too like you start to have your own like kind of adult halloween and um here i don't know if that's what the whole thing is now like for most neighborhoods like nobody's inside their house everybody like sets up chairs and a table in their driveway so you know that that house is like trick-or-treating and you can go get candy and half the houses you go to they've got uh treats for the kids and they've got treats for the adults and it's a bar set up <laughs> or last year we filled a cooler with jello shots and it was like all right here's the adult treats here's the kid treats and it's just it's a fun time i just i wish it didn't have to be on a monday i wish they could change it and be like yeah. Look, last saturday of october that's when we do Halloween and trick or treating, so everybody can have a Sunday rest day. So, agreed. That's my only thing. Yeah, that, that sure. would be nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Um, I'm so sorry I missed last episode. Y'all killed it. You did an incredible job. Thank you so much. We for, missed uh, you, Jeremy. For doing that, was that. a fun it's one fun. for sure. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah, we should all. Uh, I guess until Logan goes globe globe trotting again, we should all be available for a while. Let's do it. We'll get ready for the next one very, very soon. People are getting a treat here. This is like two weeks apart, two episodes yeah, yeah. after we missed one for like. I was about to say months. we went two months without <laughs> yeah. one, so we're making up with two episodes. We are in one making month. up for sure, and we'll get another one out here in November for sure. I'm excited. Absolutely, we owed you guys one, David. Okay, we're all just staring. I wish you guys could see the Zoom. Everybody's just staring at each other, like wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, I'm sure that'll get edited out, but anyway. Happy Halloween from us. We are very happy that we could get together and bring you guys a Halloween episode. This one was a whole lot of fun. Hope everybody has a safe and fun evening trick-or-treating, trunk-or-treating, drinking, watching scary movies, going on a Tales from the Crypt Bender, whatever you choose to do. 
Um, so for Logan, happy Halloween, Jair Bear, uh, stay spooky. Oh, that was a good one. And Thank me, you. David, happy Halloween, kitties, all my booze and ghouls. We will see you on the next one. <laughs> <laughs>